Miami sun. She won't get a tan. Ain't worried, cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, Bay, I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. Ain't worried, cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, Bay, I ball like J400 in the right time. She looking cozy, now that's a bust down. Welcome to episode two of season two of the Zone Talk podcast. I am your host, Jamel. I'm back with Nap, Devon, Donovan, Rashad. First time we got a full house uh, in the new season. How's everybody feeling today? Doing good, man. Feeling good, man. It's been a minute. I missed y'all last week. For sure. I mean, for sure, for sure, man. Full squad in the house. Full squad in the house. And um, another week of football is over, and these games get better and better every week. Uh, primetime games been crazy. These primetime games have been crazy. Uh, Rashad and I are fresh off um, a trip to Baltimore um, slash D.C. Uh, and we capped it off by heading to that Ravens-Chiefs game. Um, and crazy. so. Crazy environment, man. It was a uh, instant classic. <laughs> instant <laughs> classic. And I was saying that up until the game. I was very excited. Uh and I, I mean, the environment was nuts. I mean, Rashad, you had been there before, and that was my first yeah. time there. So, you know, I was actually like, "Wow, this is uh, this is pretty crazy." Yeah, you was, know, Gillette's telling, crazy, but I was telling him leading up to the game how crazy the atmosphere is at MNT Bank. So I'm glad he was able to see it. Did they have that virtual uh, Raven thing that you see on social media? That's true. I did see that on social media. I didn't even think about that, but I they didn't, I didn't see that during the game, and I don't think you can though. I, so I think I, that's I more of a. That. I was like. Maybe, maybe like on the screen or some shit, but yeah, oh, I, yeah I think true. they put it for like the IG stuff and all that. But um, that would be crazy if they actually have like, the Raven, like the, Panthers the one, oh like, nah, the Panther, crazy. the Panther one was tough, <laughs> yeah, yeah BR's super tough. Crazy. Yeah. That game was, uh, it was crazy. The atmosphere was crazy. You had some really good seats. Um, yeah, we're probably on like the thirty-five yard line, um, like four, five rows, probably ten rows back. That's solid. So it was it was fire. We had yeah, saw we were, everything. We were five. Oh, we were? Five, Damn, yeah. that's crazy. So we was we was really close. Frank Clark is right there. Yep. All these players. Yeah. Warming up on the sideline. And um got to see Lamar get over the hump with the Chiefs, man. Yeah. Okay. I know uh nah, it's about time. It's, it's crazy because when I was watching time. that game, bro, like when I saw the situation at the end, I'm like, yo, the Chiefs are about to like once the Ravens scored, I was yeah. like, the Chiefs are about to, like, score. Yeah, it was, like, inevitable, yeah. And they had, like, two plays, 40 the yards. fumble, bro, that killed. And it just shows how costly turnovers are because, like, no, much, no matter how much potential that offense has and, like, like it was most likely they were going to score. But that yeah. fumble just, like. Yeah, that was a shocker to me. And, um, I, you know, I had pulled up in the, the Honey Badger jersey. <laughs> Uh, so shout out Kyle, <laughs> but the LSU Honey Badger jersey, and um, I was getting mad compliments on it. So had to shout out Kyle, make sure he know that that was fire. So I was a Chiefs fan for the night, um, and so it was interesting, you know, siding with the opposition uh, in Baltimore, and it also can be very dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah. How, was, how was that? Um, yeah, he was just. Oh, I loved it. I was talking was crazy. Chatting it up. All yeah. Rashad was night. sick. He was All sick of me. Night. He was sick of me. Nah, I, yeah. After the game, <laughs> yo, I was quiet the entire the entire game. Whole game. Didn't but say once nothing. They fumbled. 
Once they fumbled at the end, he started speaking up. And I was was like, where was all this before? I was in there jumping in seats. Yeah. Nah, but the Ravens fans around me, they were going crazy, too. And they was talking shit to me because I was talking shit. Honey Badger had two picks, bro. And I had the shit on. So I'm like pointing at my jersey like, come on, son. You know what we do? That was was, uh, the the first drive when he got that pick. I'm like. And then he picked them again early. I was like. Yeah. I think it was like two in the first half. I was like, he got his number today. Uh, yeah, it's really it's really crazy to see him bounce back though. Like if you even think oh about it, like last week was a tough loss, like yep. super tough loss. Lost two fumbles, yeah. um, yep. and to come back, you know, still have picks to to Tyran, but answer with four four touchdowns, Word. two touchdowns rushing, and like, then a key fourth down conversion yeah. at the end of the game Big in their own territory. Yeah. yeah, bro. <laughs> like, like, and then obviously, I mean, that video is going around social media um, of when he previously did that with the Seahawks. Um, and you know, John Harbaugh is like, you know, you want to go for it? And he's like, hell yeah, coach. Like literally same exact scenario. And, um, this, you know, this against the best team in the AFC, um, it couldn't come at a better time. And especially with the injuries that they have, like, this is is one of those wins for a team like that situation that they're in, like to get a big win against the, the team that might be in the Super Bowl, uh, later in the year, like that's just huge. Um, yeah. Yeah, what it tells me is just that the Ravens at any point can beat anyone, for sure. And with that being the case, a lot of teams can't say that. Like, there are just a lot of teams that just don't have enough on either side of the ball or on one side of the ball to be able to, like, really get over the hump um, if they need to against a high-caliber offense or defense that's, you know, coming into a playoff game, Um, especially if you're on the road. Uh, So Yeah, it's it's cool because, like, these are the type of games, like, like Mahomes and Lamar, like the primetime games, like you get to see the best out of like both of those guys, players of their caliber, um, doing what they do. And you were able to see like the two different styles of play. One, yeah. one quarterback doing, incorporating a lot of the run, and then the other, Mahomes, he just airing it out 40 yards in two plays, and they're already on the opposition's field, um, the scoring position. So um, it was it was cool. I think they they both had the same amount of total yardage, which was uh, 346 total yards, I believe. Oh, that's crazy. Um, but Lamar had t- over 200 passing yards and 100 over 100 rushing yards, I believe. So different styles of play, but two high-caliber QBs in the in the conference, like primetime football. You couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, and that running game work – Worked as it should. We saw Devonta Freeman break off a big run. Yeah. Uh, Latavius Murray averaged four yards a carry. Tyson Williams averaged 5.9 yards a carry. Y'all, so. see, y'all see that fumble? That's crazy. No, Tyson Williams fumble? fumble? That was crazy. That could that could have been costly. He fumbled like And it right just before, popped up right in the air. And then oh, his, bo- oh, his man yeah. was right oh, there. Somehow right there. Yeah. Wow. So you want to talk about fortunate. That play. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. a fortunate hey, but, play. Hey, you need some of those (laughs) in this game. Every now and then, you definitely need some of those. And that was just one of, uh, you know, the great games we've seen so far in primetime. Like you said earlier, you know, we've really been blessed so far. Two weeks in to have some really high-quality football games, really competitive games, um, not just on primetime, but in just the 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock games as well. Um, You know, we saw the Giants and the football team on Thursday night. Uh, that was a nail biter, uh, especially for you football team fans and Giants fans. Um, you know, it was nice to see the football team come out on top. But you know, I saw a lot out of Daniel Jones that I liked. You know, you saw Saquon trying to, 
you know, get those get his legs under him. Um, and it was good to see the burst that you know people thought you know he might have lost after yeah. the injury. Um, but ultimately, Washington football team Taylor Heineke came out on top over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. But I mean, he balled. No doubt. I was um, I was I'm one of the people who were like a little skeptical of Saquon going into this year, um, just because like. The injury, the ACLs, and the fact that he's a running back, like, it's hard because with that position, you're, you're cutting all the time. And when you, like, reconstruct your knee, then, I mean, it's really difficult to get back to where you were. So seeing he broke off, like, a 40-yard, 40-plus-yard run, and he was, like, dusting dudes. So um, I was glad to see that. I'm happy for him. Hopefully he can they continue to up his workload and we'll be able to see him get back to form. But – I, th- I saw some really good things out of him that I thought, you know, were really impressive and seemed to be proving me wrong. So, Daniel Jones on the ground was impressive. They looked like they were like really trying to incorporate yeah. him. Like I feel like before it was kind of like passively like the white Lamar letting him uh, <laughs> just run the ball like on zone reads. But I feel like like they actually like how many rushing attempts did he have? Cause he Yo, had, they were abusing the read option. Definitely, yeah, they were carries. they were abusing the yeah, Daniel Jones nine carries, ninety five yards, and a tutty. Yeah, he was active on Did the ground, thing. and he got he got one that got called back. He got a long one that got called back too. Yeah, with this so. with this game, with with those game with this type of game with any close matchup, like there are like plays you can go back and be like, all right, this was the play that you know. What you How have y'all felt about Saquon? Two weeks in. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just saying, bro, like, for me, again, I was, I was skeptical about him being a running back and his, you know, the whole knee thing. But him breaking off that, that run, like I said, again, um, was kind of like – I think that was, like, what I really needed to see. But so at, like the same, like at the same time, though – validation about it. He's worked – like, you can tell he's working his way back into the fold, like – it's not a hundred percent. Yeah, he's not getting his full load. Yeah, like that. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, me, Rashad, and I talked about this. That offensive line is awful still, like terrible, and they displayed that on Thursday night too. Like they're undisciplined, a lot of holding calls. They wasted a first round pick on Andrew Thomas. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. So, <laughs> no, I mean, I'd- second round, third round would have been good. First round, probably not. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So, you know, it is what it is there. But that O-line, it looks more like a long-term issue. Yeah, the O-line isn't, isn't helping anything. But as far as Saquon goes, like, there's a lot of plays that he makes that end up not being negative plays for the Giants. Like, he yeah. gets them out of a lot of situations because he was catching the ball pretty well um, on Thursday. And, like, the way that, that he can catch the ball, spin off, and still gain two yards, like, a lot of guys are yeah. not doing that. Especially when they're putting him in a position to lose two yards, you know, to yeah. start. As soon as he touched the ball, it's like, all right, somebody's on my back or I'm behind the line of scrimmage and, I like, yeah, I'm my, the last option. <laughs> like My thing, too, with him and his injury and him coming back is, you know, how he feels, like, after the game and how that will, like, impact him because – they played last week on Sunday, and then they went and played on Thursday night. So that's like four days, two games in four days. And I was reading something that he that he, his knee was sore. So I think that's like something to like look at as a as the season goes on. Um, 
But just, I also have to expect his knee's always going to get sore. I mean, at this point. Like, regardless of if he's actually – if it's injured and it's sore, it's like – you know, if it's sore, it's just because you putting a lot of work in. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be because the injury's getting worse. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if it's if it's the knee that you you coming off of injury of, then – I mean, I guess it just depends how sore. Like, I feel like you should expect some of that, though, like coming off of a surgery. Like, I, w- I would imagine that, you know, it's not going to be 100%. You'll never feel anything again, like, at any point. Yeah. I'd like to see, though, like, when they when they get him into, like, a full workload, how he'll hold up. Um, like I said, that run he had was really what I need to see to be like, all right, he still got it. But can he stay healthy? And – Full workload. I think his full workload, what going forward is going to be different from the workload he had before, like because not only they don't they don't have the people to protect him, but if you have Daniel Jones running the ball this effectively as well, like you don't have to force feed him all the time, so you can still get him twenty touches, eighteen twenty touches a game, um, and he'll maximize that. Uh, but also it just saves his legs and makes sure that like you're keeping him you know, as healthy as possible. I mean, that's the way the league is trending too, just saving running back's legs and yeah. trying not to, like, put the burden all on one it guy. Was, it was funny too because watching the game, I can just – I can tell he was being used as a decoy essentially, being in the game and the amount of read option plays that the that Jason Garrett drawed up, drew up for the the Giants. Um, so I thought that was, that was interesting to look at. And I think given that said, like, I think him him being on the field alone is enough to for teams to be like, all right, we have to account for him. So as, I think as long as he's out there on Sunday, that's good enough for the Giants' offense when they're out there for defenses to key in on him and Absolutely. then they're able to get things going with guys like Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, yep. Darius Slayton. Sterling Shepard. Who ball. dropped a crazy touchdown pass. Yeah, Darius Slayton dropped the Darius bad, Slayton, yeah. bad yeah. one. Um, shout out Terry McLaurin though. Oh, 11 catches, 107, and a touchdown. Yeah. <clears throat> with a new quarterback. Yeah, with, with a new, the new quarterback. Nah, that know? connection looks real. It yeah, looks like sure. it looks like something. You know what I mean? Like there and, might be something and there. McLaurin's just that just dude, like Terry bro. McLaurin. Yeah. I do like Terry McLaurin. I do like Terry McLaurin. Don't get bro, me wrong. Bro, McLaurin's but, just that dude. We but, was talking about it a while ago, bro. Like he does this, bro. It don't matter who's throwing the ball. Like in terms of like him just being able to perform, he remind me of Allen Robinson, just going out there with whoever and making catches. Like Taylor Heineke didn't, didn't throw perfect balls all game. Like he reached for some of these catches. And he yeah. snagged them. Yeah. Listen, he, yeah, was no, he had he had one of them where he was parallel to the ground on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. And and he still brought that in. But like Taylor Heineke was force feeding and looking his way a lot. Yeah. Like the yeah. one that he had in the end zone, that touchdown, like that was between like two guys, another yeah. dude. Like there was a lot going on there. And he was like, fuck it. I'm still going to throw to Terry. Yeah, that's his boy. You can definitely seem like that's his boy. Man. You know, he ain't going to stop after this week. Sometimes put up 11. Put the ball in the best guy's hand and yeah. let him work. For real, especially when, you know, a situation like this, your quarterback goes down, you got a new guy in. Um, but he threw 46 passes at over 300 yards. That's like, it's very impressive. Um, ball. Very impressive. Yeah. As far as the Giants and their coaching and their, the way they went about their play calling. Um, I thought it was really – I thought they were playing not to lose 
for example, at the beginning of the game, they were probably on like the four. No, probably like on the eight in Washington's eight, probably. But I think they kicked. Oh, it was the field. fourth and two. It was, like, it was yeah, fourth and two. Crazy. It was like two yards to go, fourth down, and they like kicked a field goal. Yeah, and it's like my 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 logic like for that was like, all right, if they don't get if they don't get the fourth, the fourth down, that offense you're giving the ball back to has 90 plus yards of field to work with. So you got to give your defense a chance to to make that stop or give your offense a chance to make that fourth down call to make that conversion. So yeah. I mean, we talked about one of those like the plays that you could look back on or yeah. calls that you can look back on and say, "All right, this definitely impacted the game." And I thought that particular call was one of those yeah. things. Yeah, along with Darius Slayton's drop and um, a couple of other instances. Where the missed field goal. Yeah. They're the time, the offsides. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, my gosh. The off the offsides <laughs> to end the to game. End the like, game. Like, Bro, all, all of that leading up to that moment, yeah. still in a position to win, yeah. and you go offsides. Yeah. Bro, you can't make this up. That's so undisciplined. That just is a representation of what that organ- where that organization's at right now. Like, they're not ready to be winners yet, (laughs) unfortunately. So, I don't know if that's, you know, because of just a lack of talent. I don't think it is because they got some talented guys on that roster, but the coaching is subpar so far. And you lose a divisional um, matchup. And, and, you know, who who they have over there? They have Jason Garrett as a – is he the GM or is he the OC? OC. Okay, so, yeah, it looks like, you know, he's taking them the same direction he took the Cowboys, which is nowhere. Granted, yeah. it's early, but uh, I mean their offense was producing. They still scored. They still they still put up twenty. They did put up twenty nine points. Yeah, you know what football I mean? team's like, a solid defense, but um, I just saw too many things that were undisciplined. A lot of penalties, battle line play, um, and that's not all the coaching staff's fault. But I just think what they have right now, they're not going to be able to make something out of it for a couple years because they they need to draft better. They need to add better guys on the offensive line. Um, and then on defense, they need to make sure that they at least match the talent that they have right now. Yeah, you talk about them like being undisciplined. Like, I remember we talked about the reports of like training camp; they were having fights and stuff like that. Yeah, so, and fights happen everywhere, but you know. Yeah, but um, I, but their but their fights were highlighted in the media. Particularly yeah, and um, and there was a clip of uh, <coughs> Kenny Galladay on the sideline. Um, looked like he was shitting on Daniel Jones. Or yeah, I don't actually, yeah, it turned that turned out to be he was talking to Jason Garrett. But uh, was he? Yeah, I think <laughs> Jason it was Garrett. Garrett yeah. Um, but either way, you like yeah. you could just tell that was like real like frustration with like the way things are going. And I mean, he's only been there for so long. So it's like, you know, I don't know how much he, you know, you can really um, determine from that, but it just looks like there's a lot of things in a lot of different directions. Like there was positives, but it was like, there's more negatives than positives to take from this so far. Yep. Um, another good game uh, was the Las Vegas Raiders going to two and zero, leading the uh, AFC West. Yeah, Chiefs bottom of the barrel. The, Ra- the Raiders, are, <laughs> the Raiders about to be, the Raiders about to be that annoying like team, like that team's like, is. Bro, yeah, I really exactly. want to go like, to a Raiders game, bro. I was just telling Rashad that earlier, like because of the new stadium and like. Yeah, you gotta check that out. Yeah, like that would be fine. The tickets are dumb expensive. We were talking about that, but it's like it, it would be worth it if you're gonna go to Vegas. Like I'm probably gonna go to a game in Vegas along right, with the casino. Home. And I'll just plan to spend like fifteen hundred. 
<laughs> I can't go over that though. Nah. All together, like the tickets are like eight hundred. No, nah, you could definitely if you get like really good seats. So I'm like, whatever it is, it, it would be worth it. it would be that worth place looks nice. Um, yeah, and their quarterback is playing very good. Derek Carr, bro. I know people talk a lot of shit about him, but that defense too. They're coming up big. They did step up. Uh, Jonathan Abram got thrown, though. We'll just throw that out there because it needs to be. Why you bring up bullshit? Because he's supposed to be a run stopper, and the the run stopped him. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) So you know, that was ugly, though. It looked like a mini Derrick Henry. This team, this Raiders team, early on was looking to be like a real scrappy team. Like they just went toe to toe with two, two AFC North. Opponents back to back, two and zero. They beat Baltimore. They beat Baltimore last week, um, and they just beat Pittsburgh. Two really solid AFC North opponents. So it's early on, but that, those are some pretty yeah. And those are some resume. good wins to have on the yeah, the resume. Like, like that's a wins a win, but they're 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 yeah. definitely a scrappy unit. It seems like like they got they they brought in some some new guys on defense. I know they got Casey Hayward. The linebacking core got KJ Wright, uh, Denzel Perriman, I believe. So we were talking. I know we were talking about how that defense needs to need some work, but it seems like the additions that they they had, Max Crosby, um, he's been getting after on the pass rush. So so far, so good for them. Definitely, Henry Ruggs played really well. Um, I was about to say that Don. It's funny that we was talking about him recently mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of like you know. Receivers that we that were kind of like younger guys still need to step that, up that needed to step up yeah. for where they were drafted right in the past seasons. So yeah. he's one of those yeah. guys, and he he stepped up to the plate and balled. Yeah, prime yeah. time. And um, I mean, you know, you averaged twenty two yards a catch, bro. Like that's what he's here for. Like yeah, big playability. Like yeah. Like that, that just adds a whole new dynamic to the offense. And if you have Waller in the middle, you have Henry Ruggs over the top, you get like one more piece. They have one more piece, low key. Yeah. Low key, because like they believe in him. Brian Edwards has been coming along. He made like, if you saw the last fourth quarter of last week's game, like. I'm pretty sure he made three catches. His three catches, like, were in the fourth or something like that. But, um,. Just Either making plays. Derek Carr loves him. So, um, and Derek Carr speaks very highly of all the guys around him, honestly. And so it seems like there's a lot of a lot of continuity with the offense, at least. And uh, things are, like, you know, moving forward in that sense. But if the defense keeps things up and, um, you know, the, I mean, they, they could keep doing what they do and, you know, make get a playoff spot eventually. I feel like we've said this before about the Raiders, though. Right, like they've had yep. times they beat the Chiefs last year. They've had times where they look but like this, they can beat anybody. I, I think the only difference is just this is so early. Like I don't know if John Gruden started two and zero since he got there. Like, okay. okay, so it's like all right against like, two hard teams. Yeah, like, like those are respectable wins. It's not like yeah. a bullshit yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. Like those are like all right. Like we our and game plan was better. We executed better. Yeah. The good, the even good news for them too. Um, like they got. Miami next week at home in a hostile environment. So, like, and with Tua being hurt yeah, um, in that game this past weekend, um, it's looking pretty good for them so far. Like, they got a lot of things going to their advantage. And hopefully for the sake of good football, they keep it up. But the Steelers, on the other hand, I got some, some questions about their O-line. 
Nah, yeah, their their line is trash. It's it's gonna be trash, um, and not trash. I'll say it's subpar. You know, I keep saying trash. Like these guys are professionals, so like I don't I don't mean trash, but y'all know what I mean, um, or you should know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of Tua and the Dolphins, yeah, after Tua went out, Jacoby Brissett came in to save the day, and he looked like Robin instead of Batman. So um, you know they got smacked thirty five nothing, and you know. Yeah. Dependent, apparently, to his injury doesn't seem too bad. You know, X-rays came back negative. Uh, he's dealing with some bruised ribs, but I still would give it a couple weeks, especially with his injury injury background. Um, but they need him playing because they need their best QB on the field. Uh, don't know if it's Jacoby Brissett, and we're still trying to figure out if it's Tua. So, hope he comes back sooner than later. I don't know if there's a lot of time to waste. There's in not the AFC East. There's not. Like it's clear. It's very clear. Obviously, the Bills like. They're they're the best, and then we think about the Jets, the way that they've been coming along. I mean, they didn't look that great last week. I mean, this week, like, I mean, they like, they look bad this week. I yeah, mean. but 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 <laughs> but that's but that's, yes, that's Bill Belichick against yeah. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Rookie QBs never do well against yeah, Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's like yeah, welcome hurt. to the NFL yeah. type shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and then then you have the Patriots who look like when Mac Jones turns it on, whatever that means. <laughs> it might be back to you know it might be back to normal around here because that defense looked for real that's a fact yeah, that's and if he can just do the the fake tom brady and get these short passes off and and be accurate and not that you know dumping off and getting an intentional grounding type dumb shit that he does from time to time yeah they yeah. look like they might have something here too so the dolphins need to go now i mean yeah. I, I, I think that's like the top one of the, the top three the AFC East is a top three division in football, in my opinion. So, for for Tua to to go out like Donovan said, like there's no time to waste. Like if he can go, like feel me, he gotta kind of have to go in there because that, that I think that division is gonna be really close um, when it comes down to it. With the Bills being where they're at and who they are, and the Pats are always gonna be there. Their defense at least um, is gonna carry them through games. And they're they're coaching, so for yeah. them, um, hopefully two is all right. Um, good thing he didn't suffer any major injury or anything of that nature. But yeah, you just hate to see young talent go down all yeah. the time. Like yeah. just like in a sport where you know the window is so small anyway. Yeah. you always want to see the player the maximum potential of a player mm-hmm. and of a team like yeah. i hate and watching bad team, football yeah. when like yeah a team can only play so well because they just don't have a quarterback like obviously yeah. quarterback's the most important position so if you ain't got that or you your best one it's like damn like yeah. this ain't even like another thing to look at too like regarding Tua's injury is going back to the hip the hip um injury he had going into well he's pretty sure he dealt with it last season and going into the draft so hopefully it's not one of those things where the injuries start to pile on throughout his career, um, yeah. such as we see with Carson Wentz, who has two sprained ankles right now. Yeah, but yeah, he got two. two yeah, and uh, two of them. Things. Colts fell to zero and two to the Los Angeles Rams, twenty-seven uh, twenty-four. Was still a close game, um, but you know it it looked like a tough one. Seeing Carson Wentz get injured yet again. Knowing it's two sprained ankles, and you they know that's not the same time. 
What's going on here? Yo, man, <laughs> when you got the injury bug, you got the injury bug. I don't know, man, but I was just saying, like, he might have to be on some Andrew Luck type stuff and just call it quits. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, for your health, like, I don't think he's enjoying this. Like, I can't imagine he's enjoying all these recovery processes that he has to go through hey, to man, play. Hey, man, love the game. Andrew Luck, I'm sure, loved, loved the, the game. game. Nah, because if he loved I mean, Andrew Luck gave us he gave us seven years, eight years. He still would have been out there. Nah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But nah, so you telling me if you don't play, it's because you don't love the game? I mean, I think if he loved it enough it, to the point where he was like, "All right, my health is." Nah, I care about my health more than I care about the game. Yeah, yeah. Love to see like players <laughs> like putting what? their health first. Honestly. Ben Roethlisberger is a perfect example. Like he should have called the quits three it, years ago. He's still he's playing. Still effective. And that's like, loving the game. Yeah, like, that's debatable. Devon. He's still that's, effective, and he's not. Yeah, that's debatable. He's like. Well, uh, he's, he's better than most. Not most. Let me uh, say he's better than. He's not like, top fifteen or he's top sixteen. Than your average quarterback, just off the strength of who who he is. Top sixteen. Yeah. I think he's in the upper percentile. He's probably I'll, like I'll he, he's probably like fourteen right now. Probably like fourteen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, let's see the Rams, they beat the bears and then they beat the Colts, right? But the Colts, I mean, so, and they beat them handedly, right? We saw Matt Stafford look great. I I think it's just, yeah. Like that defense is that defense phenomenal. Is, is this currently the best team in the league? In the league? The Chiefs league. just yeah. lost. They're one of the most complete teams. So. Yeah, I don't know if they're the Tampa best team. Currently, week two. Through through two weeks, if if we're basing off of what we have so far, yeah. and it's early, obviously, I think they're among the complete teams in the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Because how how are you feeling about the Cardinals? Because I feel like they got to be in that conversation, too. too. The way Kyler's too. playing. And the way that offense is running, the way two weeks of the season, Chandler Jones, five sacks, like they still got JJ Watt in there as a run run stopper, and he's taking up double teams. Uh, I'm just thinking back to what Rashad was saying last week, talking about yo, it's week one. Well, now it's week two, and yeah. we can always have our overreactions. But with, it's a, it's a debate within the division, let alone within the league. Like if the Rams are the best team in that division. Like it's not you. You can't like tell me outright that like the Rams are the best team in the league right now. In my opinion, I don't think you can make yeah, that. Yeah, I statement. think it's yet to be seen. They definitely have yeah, the potential I mean, to, just given like the the talent and like. Yeah, the, they definitely have one of the most talented and complete teams, um, and they've played to what they're they've done what they're supposed to do so far. Um, but I think it's tough to to call any team hey, like what if, the best what, team. So what if they they got Tampa Bay this week? So that's a big if they if they it's a big them, statement. If you beat them, how you feel about that? If um I guess it depends how they Tampa win Bay the game. Is, Tampa Bay is one of those complete teams. They are too, so how do you think I they're mean, gonna win the game? I don't believe they'll win. I mean, as long as the Bucks aren't losing the game, if Tom Brady throws four picks. Well actually. Yeah, if he throws Tom four Brady picks, has nine tubs right now. Yeah. Tom Brady's not five throwing touchdowns yesterday. Like that's what I'm saying. I mean I don't <laughs> It's tough. It's like tough. if they come out, if they come out and beat the the Bucks, we're definitely having that conversation. But you know what happened this week? Seeing Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to play against a corner of that caliber. I would say so. 
I'll just keep the ball away from him. He's definitely going to get pressured, so it's going to be a lot on getting that ball out quick. Stop throwing the ball at Jalen Ramsey. FYI to all NFL quarterbacks. (laughs) It's not going to go well. I think think it would be justified if the, the Rams win this game against the Bucks. To, to say early on that they could be, like, in the discussion of the best team. <laughs> well, yeah, they just beat the defending champs. But yeah. that would be, you know, if they would beat them. But they ran through two solid defenses. I mean, that'll, that'll answer what he was saying. Yeah, he that's said, what I'm saying. They like, ran through two solid saying, defenses. Are they going to be the best team in the league if they beat the Bucs? And they might. At that point, yeah, you might be able to say, yes, they're the best. And with that being said, I do think that rams Bucks game next week is going to be um, – an amazing game. So, you know, I'm actually very much looking forward to that. Who y'all got? Predictions. I got the Bucks. I don't know. I'm biased. <laughs> well, who, wait, who's Homer? Who's away? First of all, let's see. I think that will determine a lot. I think that game could be in Tampa Bay. Oh. In L.A. Ooh. In L.A. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna rock with Brady and them. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. With with, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Yeah. Jamel going against Aaron Donald. It's not about Aaron Donald. I knew Brady before I knew Aaron Donald. I knew Brady before I knew Aaron Donald. It's always about Aaron Donald with you. Look, man. Who's the best player in the NFL right now? Aaron Donald. Right, so. uh, but but yeah, <laughs> he could be the best player and catch out. It's okay. He human. We all human. Um, I got. But speaking of Brady, um, Brady uh, against the Falcons. I mean, this is a game they should have won. And got the Rams, by the way. Before game. You oh yeah, oh yeah. I forgot you. Yeah, got, the, got Rams. the Rams. So everybody else got the Bucks, and you got the Rams. Yeah. You got Matt Stafford, your boy. Nah, I do. I do like Stafford. And we all like Stafford. Everybody's boy. Yeah. Everybody it's likes hard, Stafford. It's hard to Stafford. Yeah. Um, but Brady and the Bucks—they did their job against the Falcons. Um, Falcons team, Matt Ryan threw three picks. Uh, they didn't look great. O-line still is um, struggling. They did look better than the week before. I will say that. Yo, what do you think about your, your fantasy trade, bro? Um, hey, we'll We're going to find out, man. We're going to find out one day at a time, <laughs> one week at a time. <laughs> What was the trade? What was the trade so everybody can know? I don't feel like going over my fantasy no, trades here. right now. You it. asked me about this three times today. Yeah, you curious. You keep telling me about it. Like, yes, I know. I traded <laughs> Calvin Ridley, bro. <laughs> it's okay, bro. We can't get the, the no, transaction. No, no, no. Which, which league? I got five leagues. It's tough. I got to keep up with all <laughs> of them. I so. know which league I traded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you rock. Yeah, you pressing me, man. How you did you win in your leagues? Let's nah, talk about I that. Shot in fantasy this week. Oh, what happened, Devon? Let's go into detail. How much did you win by? <laughs> I only won by thirty. Uh, Lamar kept them relevant. Let me pull this up real quick. My phone by the. Devon got the Mahomes Kelsey stack though. Mahomes Kelsey. I'm looking a lot better than last year's team, but it's still early. That's I think tough. I started out winning. It's last still year. early, just like that NFL. Still um, early. So, yeah, man, Mahomes and. Hey, just like we were saying, the best fantasy team, you know, may not be determined in week two. Just like the best NFL team. you the best. That is, I don't think that's what I apply. We could go back and, you know, listen to the recording. But I'm just saying, you can't determine who's the best in week two. It goes in waves. Some players are the best. You know, Calvin Ridley was the number one receiver for uh, a period of time last year. And then he 
You know, he still played well, but he just wasn't the number one receiver anymore. Is that Cooper Cup this year? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I wouldn't trade Cooper Cup though. Like I, I, I don't think I'd use him as trade bait because that Matt Stafford Cooper Cup connection is real and it's long term. Yeah, like more so than him and Robert Woods. Like Jared Goff used to get it to both of them fairly evenly. I think he wants to get it to Cooper Cup more nah, than man. anybody they <laughs> on were, the field. They were saying uh, during last week's game, like they would get out to the facility together two hours before practice oh, oh, yeah. to right. get that work in. So. Yeah. so we know what type of time they're on. Um, and it's paying off, clearly. Nah, yeah, yeah I was, I was going to say, like, clearly. For, like, Robert, Robert Woods, I think y'all mentioned Robert Woods just now. Yeah. Um, for him, like, for him, I think now you're seeing with the, the lack of production from Robert Woods is more of a testament to the two different types of quarterbacks that Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford are. And I, we don't want to go back into the discussion because we already had it. But I just think as far as Robert Woods, um, for Goff, because he we did not see him typically like letting – he's not the gunslinger that Matthew Stafford is. And I think with Goff, you saw that with, with the connection he had with Robert Woods, Robert Woods is more like the yards after the catch – receiver but now instead like he's not so far through two weeks it's early but through two weeks um because Stafford likes to to air the ball out and rather than dumping it off and letting the receivers go to See, work I just don't think Robert Woods should be defined as just that type of receiver I think he can do more if you put him in position to do more and he's proven that as well. Like his not, no, his I'm route not, tree isn't like limited. I'm not, I'm not saying you know that. I mean? I'm like, saying the way he was utilized with Jared Goff in terms of the lack of the lack of production so far. It's only it's early, but the lack of production or yeah. But anyways, I think now that with with Goff or with Stafford and and Cup, like you have that new connection and. I think as a result, some players are, are going to take a back a back seat with whenever a new quarterback comes in. I think and you'll probably see it with Justin Fields how other receivers will be incorporated or with any quarterback they they find different targets yeah. um, with the quarterback that was there prior. Um, certain guys take a back seat in terms of targets and yardage and stuff like that, but. I think with um, the Rams, it's a it's a new it's a new look offense in terms of the passing game. Yeah, I mean they they just now got a gunslinger. They got yeah. a guy that's gonna sling the ball, try to get rid of it forty times a game. So yeah. it's a new day in LA. I also think like if you look at it, like obviously they've been getting that work in Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, but. If you look at the target share, like Cooper Cup got eleven and Robert Woods got nine. Yeah. He just converted on five. So like he's still getting those opportunities, you know what I mean? Like it's just a matter of him being able to maximize them. Yeah. And he'll he'll have his moments for sure. Definitely. Like throughout the course of the season. Yeah, and the pace Cooper Cup is going as well. I, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's like sustainable, but I think that he can play to a higher floor than he has played with Jared Goff um, more often than not, if that makes sense. No, nah, he's about to go stupid. 
I hope so. Yeah, his, his stats so. through, through two games. Because he's, I mean, I know he's had these. He had waves of golf too, but with a more consistent quarterback, it might be something that can be a long-term thing. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited for it, though. Excited for that team. I know if you're an LA Ram fan, you are in a. You feel good right now. Yeah, I know that game's about to be rocking this week. For sure, and um, just to stick on the uh, NFC West games, um, the Titans played the Seahawks, um, and the Seahawks caught an L, uh, and Derrick Henry. Just did what Derrick Henry does. Derrick Henry versus the Seahawks. Yeah. He just ran all over them, (laughs) made them look foolish. Um, Tyler Lockett is out here averaging 22 yards a catch, eight for 178 and a touchdown. Um, And so (laughs) this guy is on a run uh, just like Cooper Cup. (laughs) It's actually like historically neither of those guys have, you know, done this long term to keep up this type of pace but i mean these guys look good like lockett looked like he's just better than the defense <laughs> like, it so doesn't even make lockett, sense one of those dudes and he just got paid up. right didn't he lockett did i'm pretty sure he, he had gotten paid recently you know just casually running by defenders but how tall is lockett like 5 10 yeah, he signed a four-year, $69.2 million deal five, ten. a few months ago. This dude's listed as 5'10", so he's probably like 5'9". Third-round pick in 2015. But, like, he's one of those dudes that, like, impress you with the things that he does at his size. Like, I remember he coming out of, like, what, Kansas State he came out of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I'm like, yo, who is this dude? But the way you saw the way he was used, like, they had him back there returning punts, like, kicks and all that. Um, but I think like the, I think any quarterback, I think Russell Wilson can compliment any wide receiver actually. But um, like the deep ball is just Russ's deep ball, crazy. Yeah, Russ is um doing what he do, and uh, like I said, I hope that's sustainable too, because Russ is one of those guys. Javon knows um just from said around the last pod yeah like it, it just it just happens to go in streaks sometimes um with Russ and that in that team I don't know if it's a continuity thing but uh off to a good start nonetheless I mean even though they lost this game this offense does look really good their defense uh does does need a little fixing up but Bobby Wagner 16, 16 tackles, tackles in a sack bro the next highest player has five that's not nice. he was this man is like 30. Off. He was Come in on, on literally every play. He was probably taking it hella personal. On, like, man. nah. Won't I took be it personal. <laughs> won't be on me. Won't be on me. Won't be one of crazy not. career days on me. <laughs> Definitely sure not. Derek Henry sure got enough. the best of them today. <laughs> yeah. They needed well, that. that. They needed that because it was about to be like starting to panic. Like the way that people were talking about the Titans. Yeah, like, was, what's, what's going on? Um. Obviously, it helps when you have Derrick Henry. That's just going to be back there bulldozing everybody, right? Word, bro. But you know he's due for one of those. Me and Rashad was talking about it. Like he just always has a few of those games in him, like a year. Um, yeah, good. We came off a two thousand yard season, right? Yeah, I think he had he like, like four two hundred <laughs> yard games last year, um, or four or five. Not four. It probably wasn't four. That's a lot. I feel like two hundred yard games. Nah, he might have. Nah, not last season. That would be. Yeah. He's just one of those dudes. Three. He's got five 200-yard rushing performances total. 
<laughs> and yeah. three of them have come against Houston. Um, and that's actually a great segue <laughs> into this Houston game. <laughs> um, because uh, that Texans team is actually looks better than I gave them credit I was for to say, before like, the season. So I will say that. I'm going to just yeah. get that out of the way. Like, I don't – they have made marginal additions that are solid compared to the players they had last year. But no one's noticed them because it's just, you know, it's like a dumpster fire right now. Um, but some of those moves are actually, like, working out fairly well. Um, so they might be able to retain some of the guys, the 30 guys they brought into this roster – um, trying to weed guys out and see, like, all right, what do we have here? Who can we keep? Who do we got to, like, focus on drafting in the future? But David Colley and the Texans, Tyrod Taylor, uh, before he got hurt. Um, Just about the, you beat me to yeah, it, bro. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's been hooping. Uh, that's your boy. You've been, um, ever since he started, you've been talking him up. So, it's unfortunate, though, like, with an organization like them, Tyrod Taylor is, like. Yeah, that was, like, the lone bright spot. Yeah. Like, this, right now. Yeah, this far, like. <laughs> thus far and then he gets hurt and it's just like uh, we're the Texans we don't got <laughs> fam Brandon Cooks had nine catches for 78 yards we need to put some respect on Brandon he Cooks name he lost he lost oh my gosh bro he went up between like two guys came oh. up de- came down with the ball bro he does this all the time he's like one of the most consistently like underrated receivers yeah, he's very underrated like arguably the most underrated he's had receiver like literally, because he's had thousand yard seasons with three different teams. Nobody talks about it, and <laughs> the quarterback play has not been like fantastic. Um, obviously, he was with Brady, and um, you know he was with uh, Jared Goff, and then he's with. Uh, he, I thought like he's been moving around a lot throughout. Yeah, the like he's been on a lot of he was different on the teams Saints for a bit. Saints, um, yep. the Pats, Texans. For him those to are, have those are all good quarterbacks. Uh, Rams. Yeah, yep. those are all good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to any bad quarterbacks. Uh, so I guess I mean it, it seems like it's more because of him though. Yeah, it, like I don't want to credit the quarterbacks. Take away from him. <laughs> yeah, Jared Goff isn't great. Uh, We're not doing that. Yeah, but Jared like, Goff. But like I had Brandon to get him Cook's in early, throw him backs. in there to like lessen the. I was like, wow, all the, all the guys I'm naming are <laughs> kind of like one top They're like twelve, like, like that. Um. But, uh, yeah, nine catches. Next guy had two. So, for perspective, that just tells you. Um, you know, Bro, that, this game started off kind of weird. Because the Browns were stressing. Like, they were just stressing early. And I was like, yo, 14-0. <laughs> like, there's no – my initial thought was like, there's no way the Texans are this good. Like, because <laughs> after last week, I was, was like, nuts. damn, we kind of like, 35, 35, whatever, like, come back 14-0 on, the, on a good Browns team. I was like, and then, you know, kind of got back to reality. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. couldn't sustain <laughs> yeah. it, couldn't sustain it. Um, on the other hand, though, Jarvis Landry looking like he about to miss some time, and they already got Odell dealing with, well, recovering from an injury himself. So, But I think – Given yeah, that said, no, we need you back, baby. Not not the Browns, you know. We all need you, the people. For real. <laughs> the culture. You know? I ain't, the culture needs you. Given that said, though, like fantasy team, I just thought about it. <laughs> I, I actually got you this week coming up too, so I, I don't know. <laughs> it'll it'll uh, it'll definitely hurt not having him because he does a lot. He does a lot for that Browns offense, like yeah. blocking, doing the end of rounds, obviously catching yeah. yards after the catch. And so, like, throwing the ball. Facts. They got all the types. They do all types of crazy plays. They, bro, he's just such an athlete. You can do a lot of things with him on the field. I was actually going to take it somewhere. Like, 
like a little bit different than that as far as them running the ball. I think that we'll get we'll see like a lot more of that, more so than what they've been, than they've already been doing with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I think they'll they'll be relied upon even more. Yeah, ultimately, when you have a backfield like that, um, you know, you have the flexibility uh, to be able to really just pound the rock and a lot of the time at will. You know, Baker is good enough as a quarterback uh, to lead that offense and to rely on that run game and then hit what's there um, with what's left over. So, you know, I think that is something that they are going to have to rely on in the coming weeks, like you said, with um, the receivers that are down. Hopefully they come back soon. Um, But the Browns, otherwise, you know, I think they're in in pretty good shape overall. It was a little nerve-wracking that first half. And and it's things that they're like they do anyway. Like that's kind of like what what they have them for. Like yeah. most dominant two backs that I think in the league. Yeah. So no, they are <laughs> the so best. You, no, and, and we we've, we've talked about this many times. Like how good I think those two guys are. They're both number ones on any respected team. Yeah. But like the fact that they're splitting carries just lets you know like. You know, yeah. they're really they're really in it to try to make this thing work with the Browns and yeah, a well-oiled machine. Yeah, trying to be uh, not rely on one part. Every part matters. Um, so that is interesting to see. And uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, uh, they lost to the Broncos. They go zero and two. Broncos go two and zero, and have a better record than the Chiefs in that uh, division. I think we get that. Teddy B. QB of the division. More, we give more credit to the Broncos than we do discredit the uh, the uh, yeah to, to the, the Jag- Jaguars on yeah. this game. Yeah, their defense know? is talented. Their, their defense, defense is very talented. <laughs> their defense is real talented, man. Um, and with that being said, Teddy Bridgewater going two and zero with them. Looks like they made the right decision. Two touchdowns, twenty six for thirty four, three twenty eight. Did you see what Cortland Sutton did? Nine catches, one fifty nine. Sheesh. Next, he's yeah, that All boy. Day. That boy back. Off the ACL. Average eighteen yards a catch. Boy downfield and everything. Like he was doing it. And with the guys they got, you know, the talent they got at receiver. Um, Tim Patrick, always an underrated, one of the most consistent guys. Um, that just flies under the radar. He scores um, touchdowns. Scores touchdowns. He'll give you like three, four, five catches every week, mm-hmm. and like. The balls that are going to him, he's probably catching them. Like, so um, he's underrated. And Noah Fant looks good so far to start the year. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, you know, I know a lot of people are worried. Um, you shouldn't be. I would just say relax. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lawrence has a bright future in the NFL. These uh, two games aren't going to define his career. Um, two games have never defined anyone's career. Ah. Uh, May not be true. Uh, <laughs> Nate Peterman. I was going to. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's definitely one of those guys. One game. <laughs> yeah. He even need to. <laughs> um, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence with the talent he has uh, and, you know, just understanding the type of player he is and is projected to become. Obviously, potential isn't something that's definite, but his ceiling is very high um, as long as he has the right pieces around him as well. And I think that's what the Jaguars have to have to focus on because they didn't do enough to shape out the rest of their roster around him to help him uh, succeed outside of the receivers. Yeah, I mean, that's why he's with them in the first place because of the situation yeah. that they're in. <laughs> but I think it's going to take some time to work in progress um, with Urban Meyer and his new coaching staff and 
new team. Um, so I yep. think with them, it's just like waiting to see the next few years how that thing pans out. But right now, like the state of that that franchise is um, where you'd expect them to be. Um, so again, it's gonna it's gonna be a while, and I think over the, over the course of the season he will pick it up. And What's a while? Like I said, when do we see Trevor Lawrence? I mean, he might not—he might not be a superstar this season. No, no, I'm saying, but like, I'm talking about like three years or like a couple years. Like, I'm sure we'll see flashes. I'll see. I'm sure we'll see a flash this year. I'm sure. I think he'll get better every year. I think I can say that. Like, I I think if you saw a lot of bad this year, you're gonna see far less bad next year and far less than for for a player for a player of his caliber and and where he was where he was drafted, I expect him to get better as this year goes along, such as cleaning up on the mistakes and assuming that that old line can get together, which I don't know how likely yeah, that that's, is. Yeah, that's not even likely. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I think from him, as a, from a quarterbacking standpoint, just as any other QB has growing pains and it takes a while for them to pick up on certain reads and, and good stuff like that, like the tangible, tangible aspect of the game, like I think he'll improve – improve in that area. Um, and I think he's one of the, the brighter stars, young stars um, in the league. But, again, I think it's a, a wait-and-see situation with him and the that entire franchise. Yeah, because, like I said, they, they, they needed more than just Trevor Lawrence <laughs> to, to get this thing going and, like, right the ship. Like, they, Trevor Lawrence is a big help. Just yeah. in the quarterback position is great. Yeah. But you also have to understand that because he's not just going to come in and, you know, throw 50 touchdown passes yeah, year one. Yeah. Like, no, no, you're going to have to do more no, around him yeah, to, like, think, get those wins. I think, like, I think it's unrealistic for to for people to set these, these highest standards for him um, two weeks into his NFL career. Um, I don't know many quarterbacks who have came in their their first year and lit up the league. I don't think we see it often, but typically I think the guys that we, that we do see that are the Steels, the Mahomes, and Deshaun Watsons. Um, and even those guys sometimes wait. Yeah. Um, but he did, but we talk about, like, the first overall pick going to an NFL team that is the worst in the league. Like, again, it's going to take a while for, for him to come along and develop. So I think they also could have helped him out a little bit more in the draft instead of picking – Travis Etienne, and that's not to discredit the player that Etienne is, but um, you know maybe addressing a need such as offensive lineman could have been better for that team. But um, they got a lot to figure out in the front office and how they're gonna help his development. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think uh, last game I wanted to get to. Did we already go over Cardinals Viking? We did not. That was a game. That was uh that game was down to the wire. Um, Came down to a field goal for the Vikings and they missed <laughs> in typical Vikings that's, yeah, fashion. That's, that's just reminiscent of Blair Walsh missing the, Blair I think it was a 22 Walsh. yard field goal uh, to, to move forward in the playoffs or whatever uh, a few years ago. And I think that was 2015, <laughs> maybe. I'm not sure. You guys can Google it. I remember um, it though. But yeah, I remember that miss just shanking it under 30 yard field goal. Uh, this field goal was 32 yards, and they made field kicker made a 52 yarder earlier that game. Hey man, some some guys. Mind so, 
Kicking's a mind game. <laughs> it is a mind game. It's not one I would want to play. I'm not even going to no. cap. Out of, like, all the positions on the field. You got to be on your P's and Q's kick, as an NFL kicker. Because you really got to kick, like, 95% of your shit's got to go in. Like, nah, there's, like, not really. much room for error. Being a kicker is just a job I do not want to have at the end of the day. Um, I'd play any other position. I'd yeah. rather punt. <laughs> Definitely rather punt. I'd rather punt. Too much <laughs> that comes with it. What, punting? You punt kicking. too often? Oh. <laughs> no, not kicking. Yeah, punting? Yeah. Punting would be easy. Because the in, punters. In, in theory. The, the, <laughs> you never really expect the punter to make the tackle. You always expect the kicker to at least slow up the guy enough for other ones to make. The punter, you just be like, ah, oh, shit, punt returns too fast. Or. Yeah, he's gone. As a punter, all you got to do is go for the ankle grab. Just die. <laughs> if you miss, you miss. You, but but You're open field. make it look like you make it look like you was in the play for a hot second. Kickers like get like death threats, like yeah, regularly. Bad. bad kickers get death threats, um, and so that's just not a job I would want to have. Uh, but the Vikings uh, lost a close game to the Cardinals, thirty-four, thirty-three. Um, they go to zero Cardinals go to two and zero. Uh, and, you know, it was tough. That was a nail-biter. Dalvin Cook played really well, ran for over 100 yards. Um, you know, Thielen scored, Justin Jeff scored, but ultimately uh, Kyler Murray, three touchdowns, did throw two picks, but was 29 for 36 for 400 yards passing. Jeez. You want to talk about a number one pick? How long does it take to yeah. <laughs> for a number one pick to – Started feeling it like Kyle Murray looks like he's in his bag now, and he yeah. started. He looked like that last year. Yeah, but, I was just about to you know say, what I'm saying like, like you know, it's Donovan, just a continuation of it. Like Donovan was talking about, um, you know, the ex. Like I know Donovan's not surprised. I'm not. I don't think any of us are surprised um, with how how well Kyler Murray is playing. Um, just because we saw what he was doing um, prior to the injury to his shoulder last year on Thursday Night Football. Like after that happened, that team as a whole kind of took a turn for the worst but yeah. him being healthy like we know what he's capable yeah. of and what he can do like the rushing ability the sky like, the sky's the limit like I, I we're talking like for me like mpp caliber um efficiency he has yeah. a cast around him to do so four Absolutely. touchdowns like, 400 yards utilizing every aspect of that cast yeah too. like I rondale think, moore seven catches 114 averaging 16 yards yeah. um a, a catch and a touchdown <laughs> like getting him involved early and often they were doing that in the preseason and they, it looks like they're making it an effort to get him involved. D-Hop's always going to be D-Hop, but I think they want Rondell Moore to be that number two guy that Kyler can rely on in that offense that has, like, that big playability um, yeah. that keeps it going. Or just like, a weapon, just a, another guy to be to, – for a defense to to key in on and then make things a little easier for D-Hop. He, granted, he's always going to eat, but the sky's yeah. the limit when you got a bunch of weapons – complimented with with Kyler Murray and an offense not only throwing the ball but the ability to use his legs and I think yep. that's what makes his ceiling like I mean his floor actually really good the ability to to create with his feet because the way he'd be moving scrambling out of pressure be like I don't know how he'd do it but he um he's putting up like some crazy numbers yeah um, he is definitely a, a fantasy star so if you got him on your team you're probably sitting pretty what, he has, like, seven touchdowns, three picks? Yeah. he bunch of yards. Yeah, he's got – he gave me four over 40 yeah. and then 50 fantasy yeah, points. I had, so, I actually had – You want to quantify that into the stats? I actually had him in um, – He had a lot. Him and Derrick Henry, one of my leagues, so. Or 
Yeah, man. Fantasy is definitely, uh, you know, always uh, just the ups and downs, the roller coasters we go through um, during the season. Your team, your team in week two may not be the same team in week thirteen. So my team in week two definitely won't be my team in week thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> we zero two right now. Yeah, so. I ain't never started off zero two <laughs> ever. So everybody, get on the waiver wire. Go find your little sleeper, sleeper tight end. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> All waivers, yeah. that's going to win you your league. I, I hope you do because I'm sick. trying to, too. Kind of sick. Tyler Higby only had one point. Hey, one man, I'm, I'm sick a lot of, about a lot of one things. One target. I'm sick about a lot of things, but it's one week. <laughs> we moving on. Yo, should Just, I be worried one target to Tyler Higby, Matthew Stafford? What's going on? We'll see. Give it another week. He played well no, last I'm gonna week. I'm going to give it another week. He played well last week. I mean, you got to think about it. He's playing against, like, Darius Leonard and company. That is true. Darius Leonard covering him probably most of the time. So, yeah. Got to cut some guys some slack sometimes in fantasy. Um, but it's always an exciting time. That's for sure. <laughs> Especially when you win. Uh, but that is all we got for y'all today for the Zone Talk podcast. We appreciate every listener who has taken the opportunity uh, to listen to this episode. Please like, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Zone Talk podcast and catch us next week. Don't talk, don't talk, don't talk. I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl. All I need is any with a little bit of dope. So as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah. Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door. I know what your spot's like, I've been there before. Yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Eh. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. But still, my bike crib from north up to Pross. Big kill these niggas, bike me hard. I feel like holy feel the nigga flex. Too hard to care about hoes for real. Uh, top speed, OD, low key on me. Top speed, OD, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed.